Welcome to the Fighter Stance. Fighter Stance is the uh, companion podcast to About Violence, the Sheepdog Response uh, and Tim Kennedy uh, podcast. Um, we're here today with uh, the crew uh, from Sheepdog Response, a bunch of violence advisors sitting up here panel style. We just shot some videos in here, so we kind of changed our format. Now we're all sitting up here, and I feel like uh, we're judging uh, like Amer yeah, like America's Got Talent or something. This could be a no for uh, me, dog. <laughs> but that's it. So we're going to judge the camera guys. Uh, that's what it, that's what it, we're going to give them scores, thumbs up or thumbs down. All right. Uh, no, this is just the guys uh, from around here. Uh, we, we got a couple of great instructors here from Sheepdog Response in town with us uh, here at uh, at the training center in Austin so we wanted to take the opportunity to get them to uh, get on the mic and share some of their thoughts about uh, some different subjects get you guys a chance to get to know them uh, the way that we know them it's light fair have a good time and just uh, and just uh, do some riffing and talking and so uh, with no further ado I'm going to introduce uh, as we go down uh, right here to my left uh, Garrett Carnes uh, Garrett go ahead and uh, introduce yourself What's going on, guys? Like he said, I'm Garrett Carnes. I'm one of the chief or lead instructors here at Sheepdog Response. I'm based out of North Carolina. Uh, and I get the privilege to come out here to Austin typically once every other month to do a course. I just so happen to be in town uh, while they're getting the cameras rolling. So I'm happy to be here. I served five years in the United States Marine Corps. I was an 0311 squad leader uh, stationed out of Hawaii. Did a couple of combat deployments um, based out of there to Afghanistan. Uh, my second deployment, wound up losing both my legs in an IED attack. Um, and since then, I've continued training, continued getting after it, and continuing to try and be harder to kill. Um, like we try to preach to you guys, I am a jiu-jitsu purple belt. I am a um, defensive or a combat combatives instructor, um, pistol instructor, carbine instructor, uh, precision rifle instructor. I like to do it all, and I can tell you exactly how a tourniquet feels in a real-life scenario. So that's pretty cool. Not it's pleasant. Rare. Not pleasant. All right, and next to him, uh, Steve, sketchy Steve Martin. Sexy Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy Steve Martin. Yeah, I didn't know we're doing this. I thought we we're going to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we, we pulled us got off the plane. Um, yeah, so I, I was in the Army for 22 years. Um, most of that time I was doing combatives training. Um, I was in 10 Special Forces Group for the last eight years with them. I was in SOC P uh, Master Training with them. Um, that's about it. Yeah, we're going to do a whole podcast on just on acronyms, and we're going to have to invite these guys oh, back. They, yeah. they, each one of them has dropped about 15. So, <laughs> so yeah, SOCP, Special Operation Combatives Program, and MACP, Modern Armored Combatives Program. I yep. uh, was deployed back in 03 during the ground invasion in Iraq. I made it back with all my legs. <laughs> all three of them. All three of them. <laughs> <laughs> 10, 10, 2, and 1. Uh, and then, you know, our director of training down at the end, Yako. Go ahead, Yako. Hey, Yako Kalili. Um, I'm the uh, founder and president of the Yako Kalili Fan Club. Um, check me out on Instagram at Army Fighter. Number one fan. <laughs> All right, so well, uh, we're just going to come together. So um, so uh, Garrett and Steve are are probably our top two instructors. We get a lot of hate mail from the other instructors when they uh, listen to this. But in reality, they, they spend a lot of time uh, out in front of the classes doing a lot of work, have taught multiple, many courses, many different types of courses and stuff like that. Yeah. They really put in the hours. Um, they're kind of, they're part of our, not kind of, they are part of our A team. So it's awesome to have here. But the, the nice thing is like, we typically um, will be on the road together. We go out to uh, all over the, the nation teaching in different locations and we'll be staying in the house together. Um, and it is a high adventure every time that we're all together in a house together, especially the four of us, the, the few times that we've been together when we go to Vegas every year in January, we'll be there. We're usually pretty exhausted, but we, we still have a pretty good time at the end of the day, back at the uh, back of the house, uh, grilling up steaks, hanging out, having a good time. Eating so I just want to give you guys a dose of how that feels and, and we'll just kind of talk about whatever comes up. You know, my favorite part about this is like, 
I offered, we offer both these guys full-time jobs here. And they're like, I'm too busy. I'm like, okay, bro, check this out. You're on every fucking class. <laughs> you taught him That's a lesson. You're, by too, him on you're everything. too busy. Like, Guess I got, what? I got time to I've absolutely everything. Now. I've been behind the camera off. for like 25 hours today. Yeah. And the day's not over yet. So, yeah. yeah so that's right. Yeah. Garrett was just shooting a precision video, a precision rifle video for us here. That's why the setup is the way it is. And we rolled with it the way it is, but it's fun. To, it's great to have you guys here. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being involved with this. Um, and, um, and, uh, let's, uh, let's get started. Uh, what are we talking about? Yeah. So like one thing I want to talk about, and it's cause I have, you know, just like you guys, I have young kids, I have kids in high school, kids in middle school. And I watched this video the other day on Instagram of, uh, this girl that trains over at 10th planet, uh, Austin. And, you know, she was having troubles with a bully and her parents and her went to her teachers and the school and they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. This is a video um, right here. So Look finally the girl, you know, had to take matters into her own hands. Uh, luckily she was, uh, you know, she's trains all the time. She trains at a really good school with uh, Gabe Tuttle and those guys down at 10th Planet. And he's, as you can see, she like got tired of the girl's stuff. The girl's twice her size, jumped on her back, uh, <laughs> hit her with the rain naked choke. Ooh. If she trains with Gabe, then she's, oh, yeah. she squared away. <laughs> yeah, Gabe, Gabe's no joke. Oh, yeah. Dude, this teacher doesn't even know what's going no on. Idea. He's afraid to stick an arm in there. She's, she's got this girl wrapped up like an octopus eating her prey, dude. Yep. Like, <laughs> look, she's talking to her the whole time too. Yeah. It's yeah. out of anger, but how she's still proud? Talking. How proud is this girl's parents? Oh. Like, if I saw this video, this was my daughter. I'd be so jazzed. Which girl are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 the one on top for sure. Yeah, that girl doesn't even know. Right through the arm bar, look at that transition. Belly down. All right, so oh, I can't watch anymore. Oh, oh, and oh, the heel oh, kick. Oh, <laughs> this is not jujitsu, oh, ladies man. and gentlemen. That was for last Tuesday. There it is again. Yeah, dude. Oh, we could run that on a loop for a while. It makes yeah. me happy. So I like uh, this brings me to like a point that we talk about in the course quite a bit. Like I, I talk about the two differences, you know, two different classifications of people as trained and untrained. You know, clearly you got this is a perfect example of here's a person who's trained, even just a little bit of training against somebody with no training whatsoever. And it's like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel. She's not having any trouble. And that girl's twice her size, probably. And she's not having any trouble uh, handling her. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know the situation before before this i mean um the the story goes that that girl was bullying her um i don't think she's gonna bully her anymore if that's was the case i don't know the backstory I don't but think anybody one, will be that down, one girl no. is clearly dominating this and has clearly had some some grappling tra training and that other girl is just limping away she realizes she is way outclassed yeah. way outclassed two things for sure that girl will never be bullied again and then that girl in the purple or pink she will never bully someone again at yeah. least she'd be wise not to or yeah. she'll go to a jiu-jitsu gym and start training. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, the girl was nice. She'd invite her down to 10th Planet and say, come on down. I teacher. We do a round two. Hey, like, even the teacher was like, where do you train at? Here, here's, a, <laughs> here's a third thing I guarantee is this girl's, uh, the girl in purple, the one who's getting beat up, her friends are never going to miss a chance to show her this video. They're going to show her all the time. Oh, Remember that time you got your ass whipped in class in front of everybody and the teacher didn't even know what to do? Yeah, Man, you got this, is already, this is already in my saved folder. I have this thing saved already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, you got 30 more seconds, then I'm stopping this. Yeah. <laughs> You're not intelligent. I, I didn't know, I mean, she's got her so wound up, like the teacher doesn't even know how to react to it he's like hey, man this isn't like the old fights where i used to break up where i just get between them there's no getting between these two she is close the distance she came at me I like think, a spider monkey i think he's telling her to tap yeah <laughs> you, you should, should tap, tap now just tap bro you tap. 
Just yeah, if it was up. me, I just would have stood up. I mean, just stand up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just break contact. All right. So, like, uh, what do you do in this situation? Like, what do you do when this is your daughter and the uh, and the principal calls you in and says, "Hey," and shows you this video, and your your daughter's the one that choked this girl out? How do you react to that? High Man, five. Yeah, high five. five. <laughs> Start with a high five. Certainly, she's gonna get in trouble from the school for sure. Um, yeah. But she's not getting in trouble in my house, man. We're going out for ice cream. Yeah, uh, we're we're talking about the technique. Ice for, sprinkles are for winners. Yeah, get her the, uh, the rune naked choke maybe should have been finished a little bit earlier. No, I'm just messing yeah. with that. But um, yeah, we're definitely going out, going out for ice cream because we talk about it all the time. Like no one's coming for you to help you. It's up to you and it's up to yourself. And uh, obviously you can hear when the girl is shouting, like there's anger and there's pain behind the words that she's shouting at to her, uh, to her bully. So there's a history there of some sort that pushed this girl to the edge, man. So she stood up for herself. She defended herself. I'm taking her out for a big bowl of ice cream and I'm going to split it with her. Steve, what'd you say? What's the verdict? Oh man. Um, I'll just remind everybody, like, like this is round one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> More to come. More to follow. More to come. Yeah. Bring your friends next time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like I, I don't, again, I don't know the background of this, so maybe maybe this girl bu was bullied, but it, it certainly would take a lot to get to a person to this level where they, you know, like we're sitting here watching the video uh, as it as it goes, and like like she's delivering an ass whoop, and there's no doubt about it, and like whatever whatever took place to get this girl to this point man like it shouldn't happen obviously but i'd like to know that my daughter or my kids were equipped to be able to defend themselves in this way if they could so that's definitely going to make her parents feel good um and the the craziest thing about it is you watch it all the way through the video that's everybody's watching everybody's videotaping everything's good um she she tries to choke her out. It doesn't work. She goes for the arm bar. That definitely does work. Uh, and then uh, she delivers a couple strikes to the head or a couple kicks to the head. And that, that mm. pretty much finishes it. And then after all that happens, um, the camera pans over. And there's some kid in a plaid shirt that has not <laughs> stopped working the entire time. If you see him in the front <laughs> row, that guy, nothing will get that guy's mind off his work. Get that kid a scholarship. Look at him when they, when they scroll up. There he is. <laughs> that guy did not budge, man. He's still working diligently on whatever the assignment is. Get that kid a uh, scholarship. Uh, and Full ride. And, yeah, full ride for academic scholarship. So. There's a comment right there, play stupid games. So the end of that is play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And this girl figured that out. So I teach a lot of the kids' classes back home in North Carolina yeah. um, with my gym instructors there. And we, we teach, especially the little kids, we, we give them the three T's. So it's talk, tell, tackle. So the first thing you don't want to do is immediately go to physicality and, and violence. And if it, if it gets you know, thrown in your lap right there, well, that's your first choice. And yeah, you have to use it to defend yourself. Um, but it's always talk, tell, tackle. And usually that's usually uh, that's usually how it goes because school districts are not helping kids that are being bullied today. So yeah, that's talk, the problem. Yeah. yeah. Talk to the aggressor, talk to the bully first and, you know, using your strong eye contact and, you know, uh, um, uh, not a victim stance. This is this is the fighter stance, right? Use a fighter stance. Look like you're a threat and you're not to be fucked with. Uh, and if that doesn't work, especially for the little kids, we tell them go tell a teacher or go tell an adult, and the adult should take care of it. And if that point, that's checking, that's you know marking off the checklist right there. If nothing is fixed after that, yeah. then man, that's what our kids are trained to do. That's what my kids are trained to do. Is you, you hit this, you hit this, and if it's still they're still messing with you, it's go time, man, because yeah. she's never going to get messed with again. Yeah, if you guys don't know, um, or you should know, um, that Garrett trains at uh, at, uh, um, at Gracie Burlington, Gracie Burlington. In, uh, in Burlington, North Carolina, which is uh, an amazing place to train, and he, and he is one of the the uh, many disciples of uh, Spencer Ator Knup. Uh, uh, yeah, my man in Amsterdam. <laughs> I, I love Spence. He's an amazing instructor, mm -hmm. and that 
whole gym if you ever get a chance if you're ever anywhere near burlington north carolina you got to drop in there it is one of the most um, disciplined gyms and and the the systems that that spence uses like that if spence tells me this guy's a good fighter it's i take that as gospel because um like the 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 folks that when i go there and train there's it's so high level they're so underrated in my opinion he's got an amazing program um and um and and Garrett uh, teaches there and trains there. And I imagine most of the kids that came out of uh, uh, Gracie Burlington would handle business just like this. Probably would have finished the choke a little faster, but <laughs> I'm but, afraid to drill with some of those kids there. Yeah. But, but Spence and Garrett, I've seen them uh, in action when they're talking to the kids, man, and they're very serious about this and they talk about this and address this a lot. So um, hopefully if you're, if your kids, you get your kids trained, you're taking them to a gym with a great program like that. So if you get a chance to roll through uh, Burlington, stop by, check Garrett out, stop by, check Spence out. Trust me, you won't regret is two of the greatest individuals you ever meet in your life um and you know if you get the opportunity to go you should really go man it's an awesome location it's an awesome uh, come on i got a question what do you guys like so like with tv shows like the karate kid and and all these all these shows where it's kind of like glorifying bullies so to speak yeah do you think that 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 has any like effect on 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 like how kids handle bullies or how teachers would handle bullies or do you think like uh it's like kind of like brushed under the rug Man, I think uh, I think everybody can be a bully, and given the opportunity, I think a lot of victims are honestly bullying the bullies now. You know, it's mm. like it's too easy to come up with like, um, oh, I don't like this guy, so I'm going to go get a teacher, go get a um, parent, and and we're going to say that he did this and did that, uh, yeah. so then that guy can go down for it. You know, um, like word of mouth. So yeah, Since he said. So who, who's the bullies now? You know. Yeah, the the dynamics kind of changed because I remember when I was in, like even in elementary school and middle school. I don't know if it's how I'm I'm a little bit older than you guys, but I don't know how this is how it was when you guys were growing up. But like, you call a kid out, like you you have beef with some kid, you call him out, and we'd meet. There was an alley behind my my junior high. I went to Longs Peak uh, Junior High in Colorado. I grew up in Colorado, and there was an alley back there. It was right behind this de- this uh, dental clinic. I remember in the the they put cameras up because the kids would always hang out back there. It was That's like where all the specific. This is where all the kids would go smoke and all this stuff. Well, yeah, it is. But that was it. That was the place where you go to to, to work shit out. You'd say, hey man, I'm like you, you you want trouble? Meet me in the alley at you know three o'clock, and that's where and yeah, all see, that think, rumor would get around. We all meet up there, and like yep. you know, yeah, I think that's awesome. There's no bullying going on. There's no bullying. You know, yeah, it was, uh, it was arranged to me. Yeah, you mm-hmm. you want to try that business with me? Guess what? I'll I'll take care of it. And usually, once that happened, you didn't get you didn't get screwed with. You know, like you you know the fighters separated, and you did not to meet again until three o'clock because they'd be out strategizing or whatever. And sometimes the teachers would be out there, and they just let them work it out. It was like a hockey fight. You know, basically you work it out until it got too nasty, and the the, the teachers wouldn't step in until like noses started getting broke or or it started bleeding. You know, once there was blood shed you know that's when they would be like all right break it up but after, before that they would just let you working out and most of the time it was just stupid slap fighting most you know like untrained fighters just uh, scratching and swiping at breath, the end 13 seconds yeah. <laughs> yep. you know talking a lot of shit basically calling calling each other's mom there's definitely something to say about the best fighter if you're the best fighter automatically you get all the kudos you're like yeah that guy's right whatever the situation was <laughs> yeah, that guy yeah, obviously it. right you, you knew yeah. who yeah. the best fighters were in school growing up like oh no yeah, that's how that, that was the principle of dueling man yeah, they were yeah. like oh he won god 
Todd must have said he was right. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's that guy's God right. Yeah. Said I was right. He won. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you thought you were right, you would have won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like I did a lot of moving as a kid. I moved like 13 times or something like that uh, growing up. And one of the first things that you learn when you move into a new school is who the good fighters are. Like that's all yeah, yeah. they're like, oh yeah, that's that's oh, yeah, Will so over there. Badass. Will Will throws hands. And you're like, yeah. okay, understood. And then you you move on. So I gotta go whoop Will's ass. Yeah, so I'd yeah. be number one. Yeah. Well, that's prison yard I, rules. I you have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When my uh, when my nephew shanking. moved, my I moved my nephew from Hawaii to Alabama, mm -hmm. and he still had like the thick Hawaiian accent, right? So he got picked on a lot, but people knew that he fought. But the school had this rule that anybody who got into a fight, it was two hundred fifty dollar fine, no matter who who's uh, at fault. Who pays that fine? The parents that do. Oh yeah. So I told my nephew, listen, there's no fighting on fight. school grounds. So what he would do is he would invite the kids to my house. Ah, smart. So after school, the kids would come to my house. Um, <laughs> the, the whole street, like you said, everybody would show up. The whole street's co uh, covered with cars. I would take them into the backyard and I would give a safety brief. Yeah. I'll say, listen, these two guys are going to fight. I don't care who wins. Anybody who jumps in is getting killed. Any questions? Yeah. And people were like, nope. And then I just let my nephew and whoever, they, they would go at it. And at the end of it, it would shake hands or the cops would show up depending on uh, what happened first. Yeah. And then that'd be the end of it. Could you I imagine mean, showing up for a schoolyard fight and then Uncle Yako standing there with four ounce gloves and a mouthpiece and, yeah. and you're like, well, what is this? I didn't yeah. sign up for this. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, was no did. gloves or mouthpieces, but it was, yeah. it was, it was safe. But Yako so was selling seats. He was selling yeah. tickets. <laughs> and charging, like, uh, concessions. Yeah, concession stands. Yeah. <laughs> selling $4 waters and shit. So what's up, what's up with uh, your son? I heard he got into a... Oh, yeah. Well, see, that's the other thing, right? Is like not all fighting and what I like to call boy play yeah. is violent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, these guys, these kids are just kind of trying to establish the, uh, you know, the the food chain, so to speak. So they go in the bathroom. They're going to the bathroom doing lunch and having some slap boxing fights. And he just happened to get caught by the teacher. Busted. In and, oh, so they're having a good time. They're yeah, they're playing. They're playing yeah. in there. Yeah, they're friends, which is yeah. weird to me that they went, you know, like they, they got all crazy about that. Because that, that, that happened in my school. It did happen in my school. Yeah. Like and a teacher walked in and be like, get out of here. Get back to yeah. class. What are you guys doing? Right. Now it's like, oh, we got to shut this whole thing down. Like we got to yeah, counsel everybody. We got to, yeah. yeah. It's suspended both kids? Both kids, yeah. That's just the nature of adults dealing with parents. Like adults don't want to let kids be kids, man. I got an email. Um, my wife got a text yesterday about notifying parents that some kid made some weird thing with their food at lunch. Yeah. And like some, just some, yeah, mashed potatoes mashed and pretzels. Gun. Yeah. And then all the kids started <laughs> chanting, eat it, eat it. Like Matilda. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, what's, what's the name with the chocolate cake? And um, like she, she sent this message out. And my wife read it to me and we both reread it and we were like, who cares? Like, yeah. yeah. Is this spam? Yeah. Where's, I, I, where's I the my, crime? <laughs> I asked my son about it. My oldest son, he was like, no, I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't get in trouble. I was like, no, that's funny as hell. Like, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. you know, if you didn't do it, that like, if you didn't chant, eat it, that's cool. I don't care. But like, that's funny, man. He was like, oh, it's funny. Is, what, like that stuff that a parent doesn't need to know. Like, I don't need to know that. Yeah. Kind of stuff. yeah I don't I don't get, like some people are born violent. Some people are just mean. Some people are just, you know, angry all the time. I just don't understand why we can't accept those people for who they are. <laughs> you know, being like, they just want to like punish them We're and try to them, change yeah. who they are. It's like, let them be who they are, man. I, I love their violence. You know? yeah. yeah. I don't want anybody to get bullied. I don't want to feel no. anybody to feel threatened. I'd love it if everybody trained and it was all worked out on the mats, but that, that doesn't, doesn't always work out that way. You know, like there's, there are people who are you know not not inclined to fight or not don't have the capability to do it and then there are other people who are willing to take advantage of that and that's it's a sad scenario but it's true but uh there there is something to be said for the fact that like you know we we try to make kids not as physical we try we we work we almost work at it to try and make them less you know confrontational less physical and 
to some degree that's human nature and it's also kind of a bonding experience but we've we've kind of subtracted it from the equation man and so the it's crazy. When my son was in uh, preschool, uh, the preschool teacher called me and my wife, and this was in a military town, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a vet. I, I did 25 years in the service, and the preschool teacher calls me in and says, hey, uh, we, we caught Ethan, my son, we caught him playing on the playground, um, cops and robbers, and he was making mm. um, guns with his hands like this <laughs> and shooting other kids holy and i was like is he the robber yeah no he was the cop <laughs> oh. you know but yeah and so That's he had right. a couple you know you know so he's like pow pow and he's shooting i don't know you know maybe back and forth i'm sure they changed roles but and and at the time i was like trying to be understanding i was like all right i, I see you got a teacher you're a teacher you got a job to do you you, you gotta you want to discourage some behavior fair enough and so i talked to ethan about it and i said hey when you're on the playground like don't do that you know and uh, so I tell him, and then uh, about two weeks later, I get called in again. It's me and my wife, and uh, she says, "Yeah, we caught Ethan doing it again, making the guns with the hand." And this time, I just looked at her and go, "You know what I do for a living, right?" I think it's <laughs> yeah. kind of hard for me to discourage my son and say, "You know, don't do this, don't do that," or you know, like he yeah. knows I'm a soldier. He's he's of course he looks up to me. Of course he's going to pretend to do these things, you know, like, but. I swear, even if you raised kids in a vacuum and they didn't even know what what cops and robbers were or they didn't know, you know, they were going to play something. Even if all they knew was, you know, like anything, they're going to naturally gravitate to that type of behavior. I didn't teach them that. I never played cops and robbers with them. The yeah. kids came up with that on their own, man. They're, they're going to do that. Wrestling is the oldest yeah. sport for a reason. Like yeah. you don't have to teach kids to wrestle with each other. What do yeah, they, they naturally do, do? Yeah. One boy grabs a toy and the other boy's like, no, that's my toy. Yeah. And they put their hands on each other. It's what we do as humans. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's part of the play. Yeah. That's what I love about training because like uh, my my thing for having my kids train was not that I wanted them to be better at being violent. I just wanted uh, fighting not to be used against them as a tool for fear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I remember I was, when I was growing up in Hawaii, like fist fighting was like how we handled problems. But I was small and I was scared of it. And, you know, the bullies or tougher guys could always use that against me. They could be like, oh, I'll beat your ass or whatever. And and I was like, man, I wish I, I wish I knew how to fight. But when I started, I started wrestling, like Garrett said, once I started wrestling, it changed the whole game. Yeah, I heard Tim talking about it uh, last week or the week before, like putting numbers on. I don't like to put numbers on a lot of things, but like how much of the world actually trains grappling? There's like 7 billion people on the planet, less than 1% train. Well, yeah, so probably if, way less than that. Yeah. yeah, less than 1%. And so if you get proficient at grappling, you can literally control like over 99% of the po yeah the world's population. And that becomes a superpower. That's true. And that does something to your psyche and it does something to your mindset. You don't have to go out there and be scared and be on edge all the time. Like it gives you a sense of confidence first and foremost. And then you know, if you have these abilities, you know that you have them going out there and you, A, you want to use them less because you know if you get caught in a bad spot, like you know what it's like because your buddies are choking you out all the time on the mat and you know what, you know what it feels like. Um, but then B, it gives you the ability to then use like the, the verbal judo or whatever we use like to back things off. That goes back to the, the talk, tail tackle. But I do think kids nowadays, like they're definitely in a different place than we were growing up because we didn't grow up with social media and we didn't grow up with text messages. Mm. And so like if we were getting bullied, I got bullied, man. Like I, I've had a crooked tooth since I was a little boy. I have freckles. I got bullied all the time. Now you up. have no legs. Now I have no <laughs> legs and these guys don't let me forget about well, it. <laughs> and like you were talking about Matt, like this, that, that girl in the pink, uh, her friends are going to be showing this video to her over and over and over. Now yeah. her friends will become the bullies and everything. Forever. Sure. And, and, and with social media, bullying will never end because as long as this video exists, she's constantly feeling it. It's and you forever. never know where it's going to escalate to. She could go, be the one that goes out and gun like, look, I'm going to go ahead and take this to the next level. 
you know, either that or she even commits suicide. You, in, in, and so why you want people to fight, you also... Yeah, it's got to be in the right environment. Yeah. And so you want it to be controlled. I wish everybody, you know, I wish it was like that and everybody had a rating and we all just got together and the whole thing was done in a civil way. There's probably no real way to create that type of thing. But I do feel like... Um, I do feel like a lot of it is a facade. Like a lot of bullies are are actually scared, you know, and they front a lot, but that's also part of the culture because they see people acting that way, like bowing up and being, you know, that that becomes this like, um, it's almost a cultural shift. They're watching it. Uh, so they get they get inundated with it all the time on video and they think, well, that's the right behavior. And if, if I can't really fight, I just got to put up a front and be really loud until you meet somebody who can. And then it changes your perspective. Like Yaka was saying, yeah, like the one time you actually- in high school. I was get really in there, loud. Yeah. And then I learned how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, you know, because so, you were loud. Yeah, and I was I was always a big kid, so like it was it was easy to like literally throw my weight around and be like be a tough guy. But the first time I ever met, uh, and I can remember the guy. I won't say his name, but uh, I can remember the guy, and uh, he was uh, uh, diminutive, I should say. And uh, I called that kid out, and it was one of the biggest mistakes I ever made, dude. And um, and that's when I was like, man, this this kid's really got skill, and I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of volume, but not as much skill as this guy. He was a really good wrestler, and it didn't take long for him to get on my back. And I was like, mm, yeah, this is, uh, was not a, a good plan. But I will tell you this: immediately following that fight, he got up and he came over and he shook my hand and he said, you know, hey, uh, I respect you for coming out and fighting. He said, you you suck. <laughs> but but I, I respect like the fact that you didn't back down. You know, he's like, you didn't back down. You know, I, I respect that and stuff. And I want to become friends with that guy. I was yeah. going to ask you that. Have you yeah. ever become friends with someone that you fought? Because that's typically how Yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes it happens. You know, exactly it happened a lot happened. when I was growing yeah. up. Yeah, you'd be you'd beef with somebody. Yeah. Or or you'd, be, you'd like, like, I would, you'd be in some tick with somebody or you'd be beefing with somebody for like a year or two. And then you'd, you know, you'd transition. Like you'd go to high school and meet them. All of a sudden you're like best friends. You're like, why were you? Why did we fight? I can't remember. Right. I remember I hated your ass though. But but yeah, and you know, now, I like now about this you video, find out you got a lot more in common than you thought. What I like about this video is it it proves that choking somebody in in school is safe. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, honestly, so I think that point. choking kids in school should be normalized <laughs> and highly encouraged at every level. Uh, the these comments do not express the opinion <laughs> of Sheepdog Response or its uh, sponsors. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but. Steve and you guys do talk about that a lot because you yeah. talk about in the course about like you did work at, at bouncing at bars and stuff yep. and you were like just choke a guy out and then remove him peacefully from the bar. Oh yeah, nobody yeah. went home with any uh, broken bones or injuries yeah. or black eyes or anything shot. like that. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. I got shot. They, yeah. they, they were, were just a bunch of kids? drunks that were no. <laughs> no. Um, for legal reasons that was undefeated at yeah when the bosses found out what we were doing they freaked out and they're they like no you can elbow them you can knee them you can throw like, them down the guns, ground bro. and you got guns and it's like yeah these you guys want, to, want to, to have a good time you want to hit this guy with an asp instead yeah. of choke yeah, him yeah, out that's, that's, that's the alternative yeah. yeah yeah that's so it is a little backwards but people do get freaked out by the whole the whole choking thing you know they're like because well yeah, you choking, know. a lot of people think it's this with humans. I've done it to animals as well, you know, for, for good reasons. You know, I don't cats, go around especially. just choking cats out. But uh, you, no, yeah, you got to go to Steve's OnlyFans for that. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm into that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he, he's right. He's absolutely right. It's actually one of the most civil ways to end a fight, you know, because the guy uh, normally if they obviously not choking somebody to death, but if you choke them unconscious, they typically wake up in a second or two. They're very placid afterwards. And they're typically, you know, you can handle business. You can get authorities. You can take care of it, you know, without having to do physical damage, break bones, break, you know, like yeah, bust people's eyes off. Yeah, I got a good story about that too. 
uh, one of the bullies that my nephew had to fight, the guy actually showed up to my gym. We were training one night. He showed up to my gym. He's like, I want to fight. I want to fight, fight your nephew. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put the timer on five minutes. I'm going to give you both five, five uh, four ounce gloves and we're going to go. And he was like, all right. So they go at it. My nephew kicks him in the leg, kicks him in the leg again, takes him down, takes his back. Wait a minute. Is this Karate him. Kid? This right. is a script for Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah. He chokes him out. It's like 25 seconds, right? It's 25 seconds into round and the guy taps out and his friends are pissed. So like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. We want to do it again. I was like, great. We'll do it again. This time when, when he gets the rear naked choke, your friend's going to get choked unconscious. And then my nephew's going to step on his head five times. And uh, I was like, is that what you want for your friend? They're like, mm, no. And I went to the guy. I was like, is that what you want? You want to get your head stepped on five times while you're unconscious? Be and magically like, transported to the land of Oz? Yeah. He said no. And I was like, then get the fuck out. <laughs> and then that was the end of it, dude. Well, at least that guy showed up and wanted yeah. to do it right on the mat. 25 like, seconds, wasting my time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop class, fill out a waiver, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that, uh, it's crazy to me, but, you know... I don't know. I it, it, I don't know where I fall on this uh, this topic because I, I like I said I don't want I don't want to see anybody get bullied. Uh, I want people to feel confident. I don't want any, I don't want kids to get hurt in school. I want them to be able to go to school and feel safe and and do all those things. But I do think that I mean humans are going to fight, and I'd rather they do it in a controlled way than in some uncontrolled way. Absolutely. You know, and uh, but it, it's easy sitting among these guys and talking about that because we all kind of subscribe to that. We all live, you know, it's the fighter's stance. We work in and train in the fight community and uh, we know fighters, we're around fighters, but to, to Garrett's point from before, you'll never meet more even killed people uh, than the people you meet on the mats so that you meet in the fight community. And you know when you step on the mats who's better than you, who's worse than you, you know, or who's, who's right at the same level as you, but you have the same respect for all of them. You have the same great relationship with all of them. You can't build those kind of relationships outside of the fight gym. We all know it. And it's, it's almost addictive, man. It's like crack. Like once you get once you get invested in the fight community and knowing people in the fight community, you're like, I don't want to know any other kind of people. These are the best people, uh, you know, that I could possibly associate with. So it, it's good, and and I know the positive things that could come from it. I wish people understood it more, but they they don't always understand it. The greatest, uh, you know, they don't always have the the deepest understanding of it. But I think if um, if we kind of invited more of the kids, like if, if everybody in this girl's class was as good as she was, or they all trained at 10th Planet, none of A, none of this would be happening in the class, and B, they'd all get along a lot better. Like what if we could get them all training together, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the funny thing is, uh, all, all different uh, ages, everything, yeah. That comment you made about like smoking crack, like I used to do crack, yeah. And then started training, and I didn't have time to do crack anymore. So oh, that's it. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's how good jujitsu is. Yeah, jujitsu is better than crack. crack. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about uh, drugs or ass? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. How do you think you got the crack? <laughs> but yeah, I mean that, that's. Uh, I think my my biggest fear is that my kids who train, you know, that that they're gonna get cornered somewhere, or one of their friends are gonna be like, "Hey, since you fight, come be on my team," type type of stuff, you know, because kids do do that stuff too. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm gonna go fight this kid. Will you come with me? Like. I always tell my kids to never go to any of those things. Yeah. You know, like, or if you're going to fight, like, make sure I'm there, not because I'm going to jump in, but I just don't trust other people. You know what I mean? But that's my biggest fear is like my, you know, my, my sons will get his ass beat one day because somebody like they jumped him somewhere or something like that. So I, I really do not, um, approve of my kids fighting outside of a controlled environment but obviously we know it's going to happen yeah um, but that's why that's why i make sure they train you know? yeah that's what the, that's what the whole thing's about right you don't approve of it outside of a controlled environment but when somebody puts it on them you definitely want them to be prepared for it and that's yeah. kind of what that's kind of what we dedicate our lives to, to is like preparing people for the day that that happens we don't advocate violence 
um, we just advise on violence, you know, and it, when it happens, that's it. You know, but, like but you got to be ready to react. But the more you train, also you can control your violence. You know, like yeah. back when I was uh, teaching in the army, I'd have a lot of uh, first sergeants and sergeant majors come up to me, and and they were like, "Hey, I, I can't have this guy during your class because he's already an asshole. He's always going out on the week. He's always getting in trouble. I don't need you to turn a monster into a bigger monster." And and it's actually the exact opposite. Yeah. Once he gets in there, he starts training, starts getting beat up by all the other guys that are good. Um, he starts humbling himself down. Not only that, but maybe he's just too tired by the weekend to want to go out. <laughs> Nice. I know if I haven't been training all week and I bump into somebody and I spill a beer, I'm ready to fight. Yeah. If I've been training all week and somebody bumps into me, I don't even care. I just want to get another beer. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, everyone's about being woke and stuff. Like it's the the woke society nowadays. Going into a, a fight gym or a jujitsu gym, like that, wakens you up. It, it makes you open your eyes to like the people that are walking around outside in society. Yeah. Because if you've never been choked out by a, like a computer nerd looking dude in the gym, like the most unassuming person I in the have. world, the first time I have for sure, the first time I showed up to an MMA gym, uh, I was a power lifter. I was pretty strong. I'm a Marine. I'm a combat vet, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm pretty um, high on myself. And then a hundred and a crayon diet. Crayon, crayon diet, yeah. yep. <laughs> 4,200 crayons a day, just bulking. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the red ones taste like the green yeah, I ones. I see you ate a lot of red ones. <laughs> I did, yeah, yeah. I did, this is the peach one. Um, but yeah, I walked in there just strong as can be. And then a 105 pound female purple belt got on me and she didn't even submit me. She just went mount a triangle to the back, to rear naked choke, to mount a triangle, catch just release. over and over, catch and release, it's over and over and over. Practicing on you. Yeah, it, for five minutes. There's no rest. No rest, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what? every time I would open my eyes, she'd be there and then I close my eyes and open them and she's gone again. And so when I left the gym that day, I sat in my truck and I was like, I've got a really difficult decision to make right now, but it's not a difficult decision. Like, I know what the answer is, I gotta train. But seeing her, I was like, dude, like, I'm pretty confident that I'm a strong guy. I'm usually one of the stronger guys that I'm that I'm around. And this 105, like this stick of a woman just beat the piss out of me on the mat. So now when I walk around, like I'm confident in myself to defend myself and my family, but you don't you don't know what they do know or don't know. And so you don't want to just go out there and assume like it, I'm I'm woke now, man. Like everyone out there is potentially a better grapple. Yeah, that's the that's the truth. There's uh I forget there was some comedian that was talking about like you just don't know anymore because they're either they could be Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, Maniscalco said, you don't know. Like, there's guys who are MMA fighters that don't look, you know, like, look crazy. And I went to a... look like strudels. I was stationed in North Carolina, and I went to a seminar. And while I was there, there was a guy that came in, and he was couldn't have been more than 120 pounds. And he had long hair, and I remember he looked like the lead singer of Megadeth, Dave Mustaine. And he looked like him, you know. Shout out to Dave Mustaine. Yeah, shout out to Dave, thanks. But Dave could actually, well, this guy could whoop ass, too. But he was great, and he was a karate champion and they brought him in just to do some seminar. And the guy was incredibly flexible and incredibly fast. And I got to spar with him and he kicked me in the thigh one time. He dead legged me in the thigh, right on a, I was flat footed and he hit me in the thigh. I went to check the leg, but I, I dropped it too fast. And he gave me a thigh kick and it, I saw stars, man, I almost vomited. I got nauseous and I was like, man, and it kicked me right off my feet. And this guy, I outweighed him by, you know, probably a hundred pounds. And he kicked me so hard. I went down to the mat and he picked me. He's like, you all right? And I was like, Bro, I've never been hit so hard in my life. That thing was, he landed it square, but he was so fast. And I, I remember looking up at the guy as he helped me up off the mat, thinking this guy will be in line at McDonald's someday. Yeah, yeah. And some guy's going to shove this guy out of the way, be like, out of the way, pipsqueak, out of the way, hairbag. And it's going to be the worst mistake that dude ever made in their life. You know, I'm like, you wouldn't, if you looked at this guy, you would easily underestimate him. But he, he kicked me right off my feet. And it's the first time I've ever been kicked off my feet. And I was like, man, I almost threw up. I'm not kidding. I got nauseous. I was like, I'm going to need a minute. 
That's how I lost my legs. Yeah. <laughs> that, you is, that, is that why you love Dave Mustaine so much? Yeah. yeah. That's why I fear him. Uh, I, I do love Dave Mustaine, but damn. That's like but, uh, Travis Joyner. He looks like... Uh, yeah, Travis the gray man. Yeah. yeah, the gray man for sure. Yeah, yeah, the gray man. But oh, Zach. Zach's the assassin, oh, yeah, dude. Like right. when I roll with Zach, dude, like Zach, you wouldn't know it, but like he's the same way. He's just all over. He's like going around the world. And you're like, where is he? He's all over me. <laughs> Where'd these other arms come from? You Where'd know? who but, go? But we love each other. But we <laughs> love each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They would be because of it, we love each other. We yeah. love, you know, like training with each other. So, um, hey, th these guys are the greatest trainers I've ever worked with, the greatest trainers I know. Um, they work with us here at Sheepdog Response. Um, you may not have learned anything from uh, this podcast. <laughs> you, um, you're definitely free to write whatever you want in the comments. Let us know if we're stupid. Let us know if you agree with us. Um, we're, we're not afraid, obviously. Uh, this is a fighter stance. We can take it. We're thick skin. But I promise you, these guys uh, put their money where their mouth, mouth is. They're, they're some of the greatest trainers that I've ever had the opportunity to work with. Thanks for coming, guys. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Um, it, it's uh, been a fun subject, and it's been great watching this video on loop the entire time. I could probably mm. watch it the rest of the night. Uh, this has been the Fighter Stance. Um, please, uh, if you like it, like. If you want to subscribe, subscribe. We'd love to make more of these podcasts for you. We're going to keep them coming, so um, we're going to wrap it up now. Thanks, guys, and uh, thanks to all the guys working the cameras and the computers back there. That's the Fighter Stance, and uh, and we're uh, come come check us out. Come see us at the headquarters here at Sheepdog Response. If you want to know, uh, if you want to get bullied by these guys, we're always here. Uh, we love to fight and we love to train and we'd love to uh, train with you. So come on down. Uh, we're in Austin, Texas. We're in uh, just north of Austin, Texas, Cedar Park, Texas. We're always here. And uh, these guys are nationwide. So uh, stop by and see uh, Garrett there at uh, Burlington uh, Jiu-Jitsu, Gracie Burlington. You can stop by and see Steve. He's out of Colorado, Colorado Springs. Springs. Yeah. And he's always uh, always loves to train. So And then um, me and Yako, we're always here. And if these guys are here and you get the powerhouse team, here man it's going to be a great weekend of training the for us yeah the eight teams here so um uh, it's gonna be awesome training this weekend thanks guys thanks for taking part and uh, that'll wrap it up